Welcome along to the Loftcast. I'm Paul Morrissey from the QPR media team and I'm joined today by club ambassador Andy Sinton. We'll be reflecting on the season so far. It's consisted of four defeats, three wins and one draw. It's fair to say the 2018-19 campaign is well and truly up and running. On top of that, we'll be catching up with this man. Menez is still in space, but he's gone towards the far post. Leisner's there, and Leisner finds the back of the net for QPR. His first goal for the R's, 10 minutes to go, back in his homeland, wearing the captain's armband. It's Hoffenheim 2, QPR 1. Since, thanks for joining us on the Loftcast this afternoon after the back-to-back midweek fixtures. It's been a little while since we've been able to have a Loftcast. It had nothing to do with the results. It has been the midweek fixtures that have prevented us from having a podcast. But it's great to be back and thankfully we're reflecting on a, a couple of encouraging results after the victory against Wigan, the draw against Birmingham, of course, in the Carabao Cup as progressing into the third round. Never thought I'd say it. Um, so certainly encouraging signs, but there's no denying it's been a very difficult start to the 2018-19 campaign. Yeah, it's been a poor start, uh, or was a poor start. You know, uh, losing a close game up at uh, Preston, you know, losing another close game where I thought a decision went against us against Sheffield United. You know, then uh, the West Brom game, has enough been said about that and written. Uh, certainly didn't see that coming at half-time up there where we had done quite well the first half, but seemed to capitulate. Uh, another disappointing one in the midweek against Bristol City, uh, which really knocked everyone flat. But we we bounced back with a really, really important win against Wigan and uh, gone on from there. In terms of the, the group, you often say you learn more about your group in defeat than you do in victory. How challenging a time would that have been going four straight games right at the start of the season in the league, losing all four, looking at the league table? I know everyone says... The league table means nothing really until certainly six, eight, ten games in. But that doesn't mean to say people don't look at what the league table's looking like. As a as a player, to go through that and you're looking at the league table and you, you're losing and losing heavily. I actually think against Bristol City, we were certainly unlucky in terms of... Not unlucky, but the first half, I thought we played well. We conceded one, then all of a, all of a sudden it's 2-3 and it's game over. But that coming on the back of the 7-1 defeat up at West Brom, and they came on the back of defeats against Preston and Sheffield United. That's very difficult, isn't it, for a player? It's very difficult for a player. It's probably even more difficult for a manager and his coaching stuff. It's difficult for everyone at the club. It's certainly difficult for the fans, you know, because whoever you are, what level you are, you start a new season full of hope, full of optimism, uh, you know, thinking how well are you going to do. So to lose your first four in the league uh, just put you on the back foot you know and and you wouldn't be human without thinking hmm am I doing is this right is that right should I change this should I change that no you, that's when you you know because there's loads of noise from outside that's for sure yeah um, that's when you have to stay strong but you you may be looking to you know, could I have done this different have I picked the right team am I playing the right way all those sort of things go through but let's um, say you do find out about people um I, as a player, if we had had a defeat, the first thing I would look at after a defeat, well, the first thing I would look at myself, but on a Monday morning, I would very quickly home in on the manager and his coaching stuff because you're looking, if they're down, 
mm-hmm. and grumpy, you know, that's going to reflect on your team. So I would have a look, you know, how, how are they reacting? And Steve is a hugely experienced guy. Uh, he'll have been through it before. Um, but I read his comments, you know, certainly after the, the West Brom and the Bristol City week was one of the hardest weeks of his managerial coaching career. And when you think where he's been, the clubs he's been at, that must have been something for him to say that, you know, because uh, let's face it, it was uh, it was horrible, not only for them, but for, for all of us. And thankfully, we were able to get the first points on the board at home here at Loftus Road against Wigan. And it was a case of grinding out the three points, but it was it was more than three points, wasn't it? Uh, to, to get that first win, to get up and running, it would have done so much for the squad. Yeah, it was, you know, what we, that was after four games, that's the fifth game in the season. And I think uh, the the size of the game, the pressure on the game was, was huge from our point of view, you know, because... Uh, even though it's that early in the season? Even though it's that early in the season, because I came to the game and I said to someone on the phone, said, oh, we have to win today. I, I said, well, we don't have to win, but we, we have to get something. You know, we had to, you've got to put a, a block in the foundation somewhere, whether that was a point, but... You know, the signing of uh, Toma Hemmett and Naki Wills prior to the Wigan game, I think, give everyone a lift on and off the pitch. You know, they get two players of that ilk with that. You know, they're proven, they're goal scorers, they've been there at either end of the division. You know, I heard Naki talking about scrapping it out at, at Huddersfield for a while before they got their rewards. Uh, Toma Hammett's tasted life at the other end where his goals help Brighton bright get up. So, um I was delighted to see them uh, come in. You saw it give everyone a lift, including the fans, and I thought they showed against Wigan the the little bit of class that they've got that they can bring and help us move forward. Are you were you surprised that we were able to bring Naki Wells and Tom Hemmett? Because like you've just said, two proven championship goal scorers and I think the reaction from a lot of QPR fans is surprised that we've been able to get these guys in. Was a surprise no, not really, because I knew there was a hell of a lot of work being done behind the scenes, you know, by uh, the owners, uh, by Lee Hughes, by Les Ferdinand, they were working tirelessly over... A, a and getting players of that ilk and... That didn't just happen. That, exactly, that, players yeah. that have got options to go elsewhere, to get them in, that, that isn't something, something that happens over a 24, 48-hour period. A lot yeah. of work would go into yeah, was a hell of a lot of work. getting them here. <laughs> and my fear at the time, because I knew without... I don't find that a massive amount, but I knew they were they were interested in those couple of players. You know, after the West Brom game, after the Bristol City game, I was starting to think: Do the players then start to think? You know what? Do I really want to come and yeah. be part of that for a season? But I think they've seen enough of what we've got here. They've seen enough and know enough of QPR. You know uh, about what we're about, what the stadium is about, what the fans are about, to really make them want to come and play here we're delighted to have them and they'll be big big players for us over the uh, over the course of the season talk to us about them then as um, as individuals you look at how they play Naki Wells and Tom Mohamed obviously they're goal scorers that the record proves that but in terms of the style of players they are for start with uh, Tom Mohamed um, he, he's he's a very clever player isn't he I think he's a really clever player you know uh, I've watched them uh, at Brighton uh, and certainly watch them closely in a couple of games. Just the you know the positions he takes, the anticipation, the awareness, his touch. He gets a goal out of nothing on his debut. You know, it's a, don't underestimate the goal he scored against Wigan. That's a hell of a finish. But like any good goal scorer, any good striker, he's anticipating that ball bouncing. So when it does, he's he's ready to adjust. You know, he's 
you know he's the the way he gets the finish the the athleticism he uses is brilliant and I thought you know his link up play and what you've got with him and Naki you've got a little bit of a combination uh, Naki will do the channels and the workhorse if you like not that Tomo won't but Tomo's more I would say um, the cleverer player the more guile if you like uh, but Naki I thought against Wigan for me Toma took the headlines, but Naki Wells was outstanding that day, you know, closing down from the front. No coincidence, we kept the clean sheet. That starts from the front, you know, with a close. And Naki Wells chased the lost cause in the second half. He had no right to chase it. It was probably going out of play, but he did. And he forced them to give a throw in away two yards from the byline, which ultimately takes us up the pitch. Um, so that helps, you know. So, uh, And I think the more... although. You know, the international week's going to be key, you know, but the more they train, the more they get to know the players, the more the players get to know them, they're going to get better and better and better, hopefully, and uh, stand us in good stead. The win against Wigan was followed in the league by the draw up at Birmingham. Back-to-back clean sheets. I think we'd picked up 10 clean sheets from our 80 previous games. So to make it 12 in 82, it's still an incredible statistic, but it shows how few and far between clean sheets have been. So to pick them up back-to-back, that's hugely encouraging, not just for the defenders, but for the rest of the team as well. When you feel you've got that solidity behind you, it it gives you greater confidence, surely. I think that's where you have to build from. You know, that's not being negative, but you get your your space solid, you get your foundation solid. You know, um, two in a week was terrific. You know, credit Joe Lumley came in two clean sheets not just Joe you know he had nothing to do with Birmingham other crosses and what he did he he did fine but you know what was in front of him Tony Leishner you know the Birmingham I thought suited them down to the ground a more physical aerial sort of battle Um, Lynchy's done well in alongside him Uh, Rangel coming in as a fullback you know steady experience know-how a voice a leader Um, so, you know, they've been great. Jake Bidwell at left-back. So that as a five has been really, really solid, protected by what's been in front of them. And as I said to you a minute ago, starting at the front with the two boys working their socks off as the first line of defence. What did you make of the performance against Birmingham? It was The clean sheet was obviously great. And going forward, we created a, a few good opportunities. It was a game of very few clear-cut chances, but... Certainly, QPR were the team that did create those opportunities that did come by. You know, Birmingham's not an easy place to go, and yet they haven't got a win yet. But from what I hear from my sources and reading comments from Gary Monk, you know, they've been playing quite well with their getting the wins. He thought their performances warranted. You know, so going away, never underestimate a point away from home. I was a little bit disappointed driving home myself because I thought it was a game that was there for the taking. And if I look at the game itself, you know, we were comfortable, never in any danger. Um, we created the better opportunities. Uh, you know, Tony Leishner's got a header in the first half, probably should score or at least hit the target. Thomas had a half chance. He doesn't keep, he isn't able to keep down under pressure. And the second half, we we fashioned out three really good opportunities by a really good play. Thomas Hammer takes one out of the air, long diagonal ball. He takes it out of the air from 60 yards inside Morrison, but scuffs his shot a little bit Naki Wells the same on his left foot works an open just scuffs his shot same at the keeper and Luke Freeman there was an unbelievably good interchange with Rangel Freeman Wells and Hemed where if that had gone in it would have been probably one of the goals of the season so far so in that sense many many positives 
but as I say, I tinge with a little bit of disappointment that we didn't get the three points because I thought it was there for the taking. Did it give you confidence seeing how we played? Give you confidence that we're more solid. Um, give me confidence that there's uh, creativity in the side. If you look at our front four, you know, with the two new boys, Wells, Hemed, Freeman, Eze, you know, that's a front four that can create, should create, will create, score goals. Um, so, yeah, fills me with confidence. You know, we say it one more time. We've got off to a really, really poor start. But I felt our season started against Wigan. And we need to push on now. And we've done that. We've had a good week. You know, four points, two clean sheets. And we've got through at the next round of the Cup. I've got to ask you about the change in formation. It certainly looks to have been a, a change in formation. Steve McFarren has several since bringing in Naki Wells and Tom Mohamed. We've got to play to their strengths. They're two out-and-out strikers. So it seems 4-4-2 is the... The style of play and this international break is going to be used to really hammer home what he wants from his players in all the different positions and plenty of pattern of play going on, I'd imagine, over the next fortnight or so. But that decision to change his approach because he has said that his preferred style is 4-3-3, but with the players he's got, you've, he's got to be looking at playing two out-and-out strikers. Well, you don't go and get two strikers of that quality and only play one of them or play one out wide yeah. you know, just to get him in the shoehorn him into the team sort of thing so you know I think Steve's had a good look he's had a look at the squad during the summer he had a preferred way of playing but you know sometimes results dictate you as well um, and he would have been hurting you know after the the week of West Brom and Bristol City and to concede 10 goals and to not really be a threat at the other end sort of thing I think I'm not saying that would have made his mind because we've already said it was probably a waiting game to get the players of that ilk but I think that probably made his mind up more than anything and I'm a great believer as a coach or a manager you play a way to suit your players you don't try and get your players to suit a way of playing yeah. uh, you, you go with what you the reality is had he only got Wells or only got Hemed he probably would stuck with 4-3-3 yep. yeah as I say but uh I think credit to him, he's identified too. Credit the club, they've pulled out the stops to go and get them. And uh, I think, you know, uh, and I've said many, many times, and I used to say it when I was playing, I used to say when I managed, you know, I think you're as good as your strikers. Well, we've got two very good strikers at this moment in time, and we've got a couple of others within the club as well. But, you know, let's focus on the two that he signed who are going to play at the minute. We've gone out and got them. Can we make the most of them? Can we play to their strengths and fill around the edges? And just a word on one other new arrival in the loan window. Jeff Cameron joined us on a season-long loan from Stoke City. Six years in the Premier League playing for Stoke. He brings great versatility, which was a major attraction for Steve McCarron, although he did make the point it's not just because he's versatile that I want him. He's a, he's a player with great pedigree as well. But bearing in mind the situation with regards to the transfer embargo in January, Steve McLaren and the, the board have had to look to see what is needed in the squad for a 12-month period. And bringing in a player like Jeff Cameron, who can play at centre-back, can play at right-back, can play in central midfield, is a very attractive proposition. I think it's a clever signing, actually, for yeah. that reasons that you've just said. You know, you've got three pos or three players, three positional players in one. You know, vastly experienced. You know, where he's been. What's he got? 50-odd games for his country yeah. as well. You know, um, an age where he'll be able to pass on his knowledge and info and the way he conducts himself and the way he trains and the way he works to the younger elements of the squad because let's face it in the summer we did lose quite a bit of game experience if you like with Nedham and Jamie and Robbo and, and Smithy's going out the, out the sort of the door so uh, they did need a replacing 
and what the club have done in the last few weeks have certainly replaced them with um, with that experience, with that know-how. But that, for me, the most key thing is a proven pedigree at the levels that we're playing. And Stephen McLaren said that we're a far stronger squad now than we were a couple of weeks ago prior to the arrivals of Hamed Wells and Cameron. There's no debate there, is there? Now we've got a, got a much better squad. I went to the game on Saturday feeling more at ease, if you like. You know, Birmingham um, thought they were poor on the day, but that was credit to us. You know, I've played there many times. It's a hostile place. We quietened that crowd. We were dominating the game. We looked this, the side that were better with the ball. We looked like we could game manage the game really, really well. Just unfortunate we didn't get the three points, you know, but we take the point, we build on that, and we go on after the international break. You made a point about the international break. I think this is coming a good time for us with the new players. You know, you could say, well, after taking four points from two games, could have kept going. Yeah, I get that as well. But, you know, it gives Steve and his coach and stuff time to work on the training ground with all the players. They get to know the newcomers. They get to know the players. Uh, they get to know exactly how we want to play. If there has been a, a change in a you know, they've had to adapt over recent weeks. Um, so, yeah, some hard work on the training ground. Um, and let's see if we can start getting the benefits once we start again. Because let's face it, in a couple of weeks, we've no easy games. We've got a really tough game up with Bolton, who last year were hanging on by the fingernails and have started this season brilliantly. That's the unpredictability of um, the league we play in. Now, this isn't something I'm used to having in the Loftcast script, but it says discuss cup run. So uh, we'll have to wing this one. Um, but I, I don't know. Can you call it a cup run after two victories? The win um, that set us on the way against Peterborough and then victory against Bristol Rovers and Blackpool in the third round of the Carabao Cup. Well, as you say, it's... Uh for me, it's nice to be having a, a cup run, if you like, albeit two games in. But, you know, uh, it's always a strange one. The, 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 the first couple of rounds of this competition you know, comes very early into the season. Um, you know, we've seen two different sort of throw presses from uh, from Steve in the two games. You know, against Peterborough, he almost went full strength. Yeah. Against Bristol Rovers, he made 11 changes. He made 11 so, changes, yeah. uh, that's what it throws up, and it's the balance about winning games, giving people game time, protecting players from injury, etc., etc. But uh, what I liked against Peterborough was, uh, you know, we got the game won very early, mm. 2-0 up in six minutes. So you're looking at a positive start, and if you've just lost your last league game at home or you know, against Sheffield United, you're looking for a, a bounce back. So we did that. And let's face it, Peterborough, or by the strikers, they played that night, came strong, and they're riding high at the top of their league. So... Uh, so it was a good win. And Bristol Rovers, you know, again, you talk about a positive start or two nil out inside 20 minutes with a wholesale changes. So exactly what the manager would have wanted. And after the game, Stephen McLaren said that Bright Say Samuel was the star of the show. Yeah, he's, he's certainly taking his opportunities that are, are coming his way. Um, he's missed a, a couple of games owing to personal reasons and he, he's back and available for selection again. He obviously featured against Bristol Rovers, was he caused their right back no end of problems, didn't he? And um, he's certainly making a very strong claim for a place in the starting eleven in the league. On the night for me, he was head and shoulders the standout player. You know, he was a threat. He scored a really good uh, opening goal. You know, he was really positive all night. You know, inside, outside. You know, his deliveries were good. Um, and what's he been at the club now? 
know, almost a year or so, you know, nine, ten months, you know, still waiting for him to really catch fire. But with what I see of Bright, he's certainly got the the talent, the attributes to really go on and kick on. And if I was him, I'd be quite excited by what I've seen in the last couple of weeks. Mm. The fact that he hasn't played, I'm not getting at that, but I'm saying brought two strikers in, changed the way we're playing. And if I'm a wide player <coughs> on the sidelines, I'm thinking, you know, there's a chance the manager might want to use wide players very soon. So if I can keep him pressing on mm. a daily basis in training, every time I get my opportunity, whether it's 20 minutes at the end of a game, whether I start a game or whether I play in the cup, you know, I'm going to really take my chance and... Uh, show the manager what I can do and show him that I can have a massive impact on his team. Like you say, he made 11 changes for the game against Bristol Rovers. We're now into the third round, one step away from the last 16. It's Blackpool away. How do you expect Steve McLaren to approach this one in terms of will there be squad rotation? Will it be a full-strength team that he takes there with, with regards to a chance in the last 16? Will it be a mixture of the two? Who knows? I think it'll be a little bit dictated to by what happens once we get started again. Yeah. You know, um, you know, what have we got before that? We got Bolton, we got Millwall, we got Norwich. You know, there's three games. They come thick and fast, don't yeah. they? So, a large part of it will be, you know, you look at those three. And then, do you want to risk someone? Do you want to rest someone? Do you want to give someone an opportunity? Do you want to tinker a little bit? In answer to your question, looking at the two games, first one strong, second one wholesale. I think will be somewhere in between. Yeah. But um, gives us a great opportunity to progress. You know, whatever people want to say about the cup run, you know, I think it can actually help your league, your league form. Bilkins not allowed playing. Mm. You ask any player, what do you want to do, train or play? Yeah, they'll say I'll play. So if we're playing. Can we win the game? See who we get in the next round. You know, there's and the also you're right. If if, if 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 we were to beat Blackpool and get a a plum draw in the the so. next round in the fourth round then players thinking, I want to play in that game. So surely it's only going to have a positive impact on your league games because I want to be right on top of my form because I don't want to be missing that big game. Exactly, and that's the way it works. You know, I get the first round, I get the second round, you know, very early in the season, still finding your feet. But when you get to this sort of stage, you know, as a player, I'm having a look thinking, you know what, I'm not going to underestimate Blackpool, but if we can beat them, you know, well, we're three or four games away from yeah, yeah, you know, you can history, <laughs> yeah. if you like, and people might laugh and say, "Well, you're not going to get." Well, it's been done before, mm. but you can get a big team here and a packed house, Loftus Road. You know, there's nothing like a massive cup tie here when this place is rocking. So, uh, so I'm looking forward to the Blackpool game. I know it's a long, long way away, and there's lots of training and lots of games to be played before that. But Blackpool also throws up a couple of things. You know, Joe Lumley going back to where he spent a large part of last season on loan and did great and it's probably propelled him to where he is now and bright also samuel goes back to the team that we bought him for so uh, a couple of little things to throw up but um yeah let's for me let's go as far as we can tony thanks for joining us on the loftcast looking at the season so far it's been downs and then ups it was a difficult start but hopefully now we've turned a corner um yes it was a bad start with the first um four games um, but I think now um, we found us. Um, yeah, we have. Um, well, we got um, two um, very good striker, and I think they help us a lot. You mentioned the strikers there, Tom Ahmed and Naki Wells. What sort of impact does that have on on the whole squad? I think um, they have a lot of experience. Um, 
um, both um, player promoted up and yeah they are very good strikers um, one of them Naki is very quick um, good technique and um, yeah Tome um, very strong um, good header um, and both um, striker can score yeah. what they like to play against in training it's hard to play um, every striker from us um, it's also hard to play against um, uh, Smith Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, but I hope I can defend um, every striker. <laughs> it makes your training days more difficult now because there's more quality in the attacking third as well with their arrivals, like you say, they're, they're natural talents. Yeah, but I think it's good for the squad, um, not only for me, um, but um, for the squad um, it's good um, to have this quality. Um, everyone... Um, I think trains now better um, when the quality is higher and yeah, I think this is um, perfect. You've got us talking about the new arrival, so let's mention Jeff Cameron at this point as well. He's just joined us, he came on in the, the latter stages up at Birmingham, but what have you made of him? Well, it's also a player um, with a lot of experience. Um, he played six years in the Premier League, um, he played for the national team for the USA. Um, yeah, I think um, in the future he can help us, and it's important to uh, have him have him in the squad here. Yeah. And of course, there's options now for the manager at centre back. Jeff Cameron can obviously play there as well as a couple of other positions. Grant Hall is now getting closer and closer to a return. Yourself, Joel Lynch. So there are options, which, like you say, those extra options. It's going to bring more out of you as a player, isn't it? While it's nice to be in the team every week, having that looking over your shoulder mentality is, is good for keeping you on your toes, isn't it? Yeah, it's good when um, um, all players, um, the centre-backs, um, um, train good. Um, you have to train every day um, very good um, to play on the, on the weekend. And yeah, when you have this quality in the squad, um, yeah, you have to train harder and harder um, to show the gaffer um, who's the best? The difficult start we've made, what did that do for the dressing room? Because I suppose it's only natural to be asking questions of each other, but you've come through that storm together. Yeah, I think um, when you lose, um, it, you can learn a lot um, from um, yeah, losing games. Um, yeah, I think, um, yeah. Now we are more more together. More together, yeah. And yeah, we saw um, the last two games. Um, yeah, everyone um, defend very well. Um, we start um, defending by the strikers, and yeah, now I think it's um, better and more togetherness. Mm. Yeah, it's quite unusual for a new player to come in and suddenly be handed the captain's armband. That's what's happened with you. The QPR fans have been impressed by what they've seen so far from the new BFG. They've described you as a, a natural leader. Are you pleased with the impact you've had in that respect, in terms of the, those leadership qualities that you've brought in? Yeah, I, I do every time, um, I give every time my, my best um, on the pitch, um, in the training, in the, in the matches. Um, it's not every uh, time <laughs> that I play uh, perfect, um, like the West Brom game. Um, but I think um, I can give the team a lot when I, um, when I play concentrated and um, yeah, and 
yeah, um, to lead the the team from the from the back. Yeah. With with regards to the physicality of the championship, there seems to be the players that don't like it, players that put up with it, and players that love it. You seem to be a player that really enjoys that physical side, the physical challenge. Yeah, that, uh, that's why uh, I um, prefer the the championship. Um, it's night, um, the physical one. Um, it's more physical than in Germany, and yeah, I has love it, it. Has it surprised you how physical it is? It's a surprise that it's so much physical than uh, um, more physical than in uh, in Germany. But um, yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the fact when you when you put in a big tackle or win a big header, particularly in the latter stages at Birmingham, and you could hear the away fans really getting behind you, that must give you a real buzz as well. Yeah, the buzz was uh, well, but um, I think it's nice um, to see uh, the supporters after a game when we win. And yeah, so I hope we can give the supporters um, more wins in the in the future. And yeah, that's, that's what I hope. Yeah. Now that we seem to have settled down a bit, obviously we had the win against Wigan, the draw against Birmingham. We won the first two rounds of the League Cup, which is quite unusual at QPR. So that's a great achievement as well. What do you think, as the the squad gets to know each other with those new arrivals we've mentioned? What do you think that the target should be for QPR this season? It's hard to say. There are so many um, games to play. Um, but I think um, now we grow up and yeah, it would be better and better. <laughs> and yeah, I hope we, we can play a, a good season. Yeah. And very finally, your thoughts on the QPR fans. You've had the opportunity to play in front of them quite a bit now. What's your, your thoughts on the way they get behind the team? Ah, yeah, they're very um, positive and, um, yeah, it's a very good support. Um, there are a lot of supporters um, in the away games and, yeah, it's, it's nice to see. And, yeah, I hope um, yeah, that we can give the, um, the supporters uh, more wins, yeah. So next up, since it's Bolton away, what can we expect from this one against a Bolton team that have made a, a very, very encouraging start to the season for them? What we can expect is a really tough game, um, just like any other game in the Championship. You know, uh, Bolton, as you as you said, have started brilliantly, 11 points, 8 in the table. You know, if you look at them last year, I think they started horrendously bad at the start of last year, so it was always going to put them on the back foot struggled and hung on by the finger uh, nails to stay up you know Phil Parsons done an excellent job there um, but yeah just shows you the unpredictability of the championship that they'll be start as well as they have when many people would have written them off to be down near the bottom again so difficult game he's done a great job really when you look at the problems they had last season to to make the sort of start he has made is is incredible really and at home they've won one drawn one and lost one um, and there, there tend to be goals as well where Bolton are concerned particularly at home they had a 2-2 draw with Bristol City then a 1-0 win against Birmingham and then a 3-0 defeat against Sheffield United so it's difficult really to read anything into that in terms of their home form because it's one of each yeah, but as I say, they'll be 
it'll be a tough game. You know, they'll have um, been buoyed by their comeback at the weekend. You know, two 0 down against Preston uh, to come back from two 0 down from an early uh, early start shows they've got a bit about them. Shows they've got some fight. Shows they've got some spirit. Shows they've got some togetherness. You know, I I always used to find up at Bolton it was a hard place to play it was always cold it was always wet you know I haven't said that I played at the old stadium but um, this would be a really really tough game but you know for us I think we're on the up it's up to us to go and impose ourselves like we did at Birmingham you know dictate the flow of the game dictate the tempo of the game can we impose our style on them mm. rather than let them dictate and you know can our individuals can we have more individuals throughout the team that win their own battles come out on top and if we do that, there's no reason at all why we can't build on the, the, the positive week that we had. And after the two weeks of work that's going into the formation and players' roles, etc., it would be a real fillip to go to Bolton and, and get something, wouldn't it? I mean, our away form is well documented. I think Steve McLaren knows the stats like the back of his hand in terms of our away form. It's something that he's been talking about from the moment he came in as manager. So clearly that this is something that he really wants to, to work on addressing. The away form is... Not his bugbear, but it seems to be a big focus of the QPR manager. Well, you know, you, you have to, you just have to look at our record. It's yeah. been pretty abysmal over the last sort of couple of years, and we have to do something about it, you know. Um, and he will, and he'll try. Um, and I think that's part of who's come through the door in terms of players. You know, they'll they'll help with that because mm. they've been in those sort of situations before, and sometimes away from home. You haven't got to be pretty. You've got to grind it out sometimes. You know, you've got to stay solid. There'll be periods in the game where the opposition and the home side are on top. That's where you've got to button down the hatches and weather the storm and play ugly, if you like, and get yourself through little sticky periods of the game and then gradually play your own football. But with what we've got in the side now, if we can, if we can do all of that, easier said than done, I think we've got players in our team now that can hurt the opposition. Are you... Confident. I'm not talking specifically about Bolton, but in terms of the season going forward, if we've I've already said the league table means very little at this stage. But if you do look, and you think right, we're right down near the bottom. But as you look ahead to the campaign ahead and on what's in front of us, how are you feeling? A lot more confident than I was a, a few weeks ago. Because let's face it, you know I'm I'm privileged to do what I do at a club that I love. But I'm a you know I watch games as a fan, and I get deeply hurt and deeply down when we lose and sometimes in the manner that we lose just like our fans and I have to mention our fans this season they've been brilliant they were fantastic up at Birmingham yeah I mean the, the reaction at the end at the final whistle as the players went over there was a brilliant ovation from the yep. QPR fans towards the QPR players and you know that's after a nil-nil draw yep. or a few chances now they've been brilliant you saw what it meant to us you know against Wigan when the players almost did a end of season lap of honour <laughs> uh, and, the, and the crowd were there so <laughs> I think I said in my program notes a couple of weeks ago, it's easy to support teams when you're flying. You really need people to stay with you at times of adversity. And we've had a sticky period. But in answer to your question, a long way around, I'm I'm really optimistic, I'm really hopeful that our season started against Wigan mm. and we can kick on. I'm not going to make any wild, stupid predictions, but um, as I say, I'm looking forward to the next few weeks and months. <laughs> We'll